Welcome to our Ash Wednesday conversation. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. As I as I sit here on the back porch of my mom and dad's house in, in beautiful Martinsville, Virginia, I want to have this Ash Wednesday conversation with you as we focus on a phrase that many of you will hear at our Ash Wednesday 11 a.m. service in Oceanside, California. And the phrase is this, to dust we have come and to dust we return. It's a phrase that I have used in every time that I've celebrated in the ritual of Ash Wednesday, the implementation, the, the adding of ashes, the spreading of ashes, the putting a cross on the forehead and saying this phrase, to dust we have come and to dust we return. Today, as I sit on this back porch here at my mom and dad's house, I think about that idea. I think about what it means to have a desire to return to the places where we are created. I think about the desire of returning to the creator, to be in the presence of the one who has molded and shaped us to be who, would, who we are to become who we are and to be in the beautiful presence of of something that we are comfortable in. We want to return home. I want to talk about that concept as we look at today as Ash Wednesday, the beginning of our Lenten journey. Now, our Lenten journey is very specific, and our Lenten journey connects to what our sermon series has been since Advent. Connecting Advent to Lent. It has been my focus and desire to both look at what John Wesley described as justifying grace. Describing the desire of reaching out to the one who is reaching out for us. The desire of participating in actions in response to the one who has already cared for the things that we cannot care for on our own, justifying grace. Also, within that journey, we have looked at what it means to be in these places of being individuals who don't see our full worth within our identity. The times that we feel less than the times that we feel like that there is so much more that we need to do to be worthy of God's love. And I have spent this entire time sharing through the explanation of justifying grace. There's, there's, we are already worthy of God's love. It's just our response that's necessary. And we've looked at images We've looked at images where places where cultural is, cultural, culture has shared. This is the less than. And we have shown how Jesus Christ has taken what culture explains as the less than and empowers it to be the most. We looked at Mary and Joseph. Not people of power or wealth, but normal, everyday people who were empowered to be the parents of Jesus Christ. We looked at the individual references 
of how that Jesus Christ has reached out to people, places, and things, the children, the women, the cultures that have been divided and has shown their wealth and importance within the place of the message of Jesus Christ. We've shown how that Jesus Christ took Saul, a tent maker, full of anger of those who have followed the new way, the new path, and made him, cleaned his eyes, helped him to see the reality around him, and helped him to develop into becoming Paul, the voice of the new way. And we even looked at our own denominational history as we looked at John Wesley, someone who felt he was on the path but still felt as a less man until he had that Aldergate church experience and his heart felt strangely warmed and he stepped out to make the world his parish. We have seen so many times of Jesus Christ turning the tables over and we will look at that again as we begin this Lenten journey. I want us to think very clearly about this phrase. From dust we have come, and to dust we will return. There is an empowering statement within that, especially if we look honestly at our lives for who we are. Now, I will share with you, and I I will take this journey from an 18-year-old that took steps off of this porch to go move away, to go to college, to begin a new life. The 18-year-old who stepped off of this back porch is not the almost 47-year-old who is speaking to you today. And as I think of it, as Ash Wednesday is March 2nd, when you hear this, I will be 47 years old. So the 47-year-old, almost 30 years apart of being the one that took the steps off of this porch to the one that's sitting on this porch today to talk to you about our Lenten journey, I am radically different than the individual who stepped off of this porch. There's so many wonderful things that I know and I understand because I've been empowered by the willingness to learn and to grow, to ask the right questions, through my actions of justifying grace, being willing to learn more about things instead of shunning things that I don't understand. This long journey of discovering the shy, quiet young person who couldn't talk to one individual, much less a congregation of people who was the 18-year-old who left here, is now the 47-year-old sitting on this porch sharing with numerous individuals that I'll never met, this this important message of what a, a journey can create. I want us to think very clearly and honestly, honestly about the phrase from dust we were made and to dust we have returned. And there is a long journey of living in between those places. I am radically different in this 30 years in between. I am radically a different person with different understandings, different passions, different motivations, 
different willingnesses to go out for different cultures and different loves and different understandings, to share the breath and the presence and the face of Jesus Christ to individuals who are longing to find a connection to Jesus Christ. There is something beautiful within our journey of wanting to return to the Creator. And it is a blessing of being willing to have been on a journey. That we have stepped into all the places and all the potentials that exist within our lives so that we can see, truly see, all the individuals that God wants us to be the hands and feet of His Son for that we have truly done the Matthew 28 journey and have gone to all nations, to all places, to all needs, to all understandings, to all loves, and have gone on this journey of understanding and to be transformed because of it. This trip for me, as I, I share this on this Ash Wednesday experience, this trip for me has been a trip of transformation because my importance here on this trip is fueled by the change that has taken in my life and changes that are taking place in my life. Where I stepped away 30 years ago as the son, I've come back as a caregiver. There's different needs and different responsibilities that I have had to take care of on this church here, uh, on this trip here in beautiful Martinsville, Virginia. I have come back to be a caregiver, not the one that was cared for for 18 years, not the one that was taught and trained and not the person who was sent off to discover their potential, but I have come back as the caregiver. It's the changes on that journey that fuels my importance here on this trip. As we desire to return the cre to the Creator God, as we think about this phrase, from dust we have come and to dust we return, if we are truly honoring our place within the ministry of God, within our journey with the Holy Spirit, representing Jesus Christ to the greater world, it is my hope that we are far and radically different than the dust that was created. Because when we come back as industry return, we're stronger, we're bigger, and as dust becomes rocks and rocks become boulders and boulders become structures of, of strength and stability, I hope in different ways that we have gone on that journey and have become images of strength and stability because it's not our desire to return back to what we once were. It's our desire to go to the Creator and say, here is what you have empowered me to do. Now, I shared with you very personally the 30-year journey of my life from the creation, the dust that was created to be a person, to go out and learn and to grow, to experience, to understand things in a deeper, more passionate way, and to go out and serve in a deeper and more passionate way, to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in ways that I would never dream that I could be. There's ways that our church has gone through that, and where it's taken me 30 years to get this point, our church is on the third year of theirs.
we're getting to this place within our place in the COVID journey, our pandemic journey, that we're starting to open back up. And as I think about this phrase, from dust we have come and to dust we will return, I think about phrases that I'm starting to hear as we truly are beginning to do more and are able to do more because we've gone through this journey of growth and understanding on what it will mean to live in a world with COVID-19. Now, one of the phrases that I hear is this phrase, I can't wait till we can do such and such again. And that that's a beautiful thing because there truly are, there's rituals and practices and very meaningful events that take place in the life of a church community that we want to be able to return to. We want to have the potlucks and we want to have the music gatherings and we want to be able to hug and shake hands again. And those are very passionate things that give us sense of community and and they're important and special. But there is also a danger in the phrase, I can't wait till we can do such and such again. Unfortunately, it it holds with, in my mind's eye, the image of from dust I have come and to dust I will return. And when I hear that phrase sometimes, it's almost like the desire of going back and being the dust that I once was. We have learned so much and we have seen so much potential in the things that we have learned through this COVID experience. We've learned in a different way what it means to do ministry and it should be our our goal not just to return to the meaningful things that have deep-rooted importance in our in our faith lives but also it should be our goal in our journey to take what we've learned over this time that we've learned Wow, I don't have to do things in such and such a way anymore. I can do it this way, and it actually provides my church more family time. I can do it this way, and it's more responsive. It's more caring towards the rest and community building of home life for others. There's so much that we have done radically differently that has actually fostered personal community as we've also fostered church community. We have learned so much and there has to be a way that when we return to the practices and rituals that we cherish so much that we bring with it the knowledge and the understanding that we have learned over the last three years. And we need to continue to do things differently so that we can care wholly for the path. There's so much that we're called to look at. Each year during this time of Lent, we take on a Lenten promise. And I've shared every year, I've, it has always been my goal to add something new. I get asked the question, what are you going to give up for Lent this year? Because that's the practice. We we find something to give up for 44 days, and then we rush straight to it after the resurrection. Because Lent becomes this punishment. It's not this growth experience. 
But I have found in my life, after adding something every year, that I've grown. And I've been able to take that growth and continue it past Lent and past Easter. And it's when we are able to take that growth and continue it and live it past Lent, past Easter, is when the true transformation begins to take place. We're not the dust that was in God's hands when we were created, but we are these new, vibrant, understanding creatures that have taken chances and and face challenges in the name of Jesus Christ. When we get back to the dust that we return and we create lasting memories that's for next generations and next places of hope to celebrate. It's not rushing back to what we once were, but it becomes a tool of not just celebrating what we've become, but helping other people find new places of vibrant growth as well. I want us to think about that through this Lenten journey. As radically different as I am than the 18-year-old that took the steps off of this back porch, this 30-year journey, as we are starting to open up, I hope that we look at the changes that have happened in us over the last three years on our COVID journey. And I hope that we make Lenten promises that will spark change and not just be a 44-day punishment. I hope that we spark changes of hope and, and passion and we learn something in our lives that we can add that will become a part of our DNA so that we can dis- show Jesus Christ in radically beautiful ways. I hope that this Lenten journey sparks change that grows out and reaches others. Then we will be living what our sermon series has been about. We have looked at this image of God reaching out to us and the empowerment that comes when we respond. No matter if we are the poorest of the poor, like Mary and Joseph, no matter if we were the hater and the haters and the naysayers like Paul, no matter if we were the ones who were comfortable on a path, but being challenged to see that we need to be on a new path and do things in a new ways with new strangely warmed hearts like John Wesley. Because as we go on this Lenten journey, we are taking time to intentionally review what it means to respond back to what Jesus Christ has already done, to set aside all the limitations so that we can truly, deeply, warmly respond to what God is doing in our lives. And then in true, full responses, of justifying grace, be the individuals who are showing others their freedom and place in Jesus Christ, no matter what. No matter their past. No matter if we understand their path. And even if they are in places of service already, but are still just uncomfortable. 
we can be able to openly and caringly hold their hands on the journey and to show them what Jesus Christ is trying to reveal in their lives. So, here we go. As we go through Lent this year, continue to respond. Continue to look for Christ's hands reaching out for you and continue to try to reach back. And don't begrudge the changes. Don't, don't punish yourself for the changes, but celebrate the changes. Because it's within the changes we see new potential and new possibilities. And it's within the changes that we can become the hands and feet that Jesus Christ truly needs to truly bring hope to the world. I'll be praying with you through your Lenten journeys. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.